There comes a time in everyone's life when talk is cheap and it's time to show up. To get back to the top and build a legacy. If we grind together, we can take it back. Our team and our city. This is why we play. This is who we do it for. Take it back. For tickets, go to astros.com slash tickets or call 1-877-9-ASTROS. Starting to see more and more pitchers try to exploit Jordan upstairs, but laying off one there was excellent. Here we go. This is what you come to the ballpark for. This is good stuff. Represents a tying run at the plate. Runners at second and third. 3-2 again. That is on the outside corner for strike three. Looked like it may have been near the top of the zone. Alvarez goes down looking, and that is the ball game. The Houston Astros fall short in the Bronx for a second straight day, losing tonight by a final of four to one, as that is now six losses in a row. Greetings from Yankee Stadium in the Bronx, New York, where today the Houston Astros play the third game of a four-game series against the New York Yankees. Yankees have taken the first two games of this series, including a 4-1 to win over the Astros yesterday. Brad Peacock, two runs allowed, struck out 11 over six innings, but got the loss. Jake Marisnik, one for two with an RBI double, as the Astros have now lost six in a row. Yankees have won seven in a row. Astros 48 and 29, first in the AOS, seven and a half games ahead of the Rangers, while the Yankees, first in the American League East at 48 and 27, four and a half games ahead of Tampa Bay. It's time for today's pitching matchup brought to you by Houston Methodist, the official health care provider for the Houston Astros. Houston Methodist leading medicine. Wade Miley getting the ball for the Astros this afternoon. Miley coming off his second shortest outing of the season on Monday in Cincinnati, going four and a third innings it seemed like things just kind of got away from him and in, in that last inning of work yeah it did you know so no excuses and you know with the rain delays and things like that and you know I was kind of thinking about this you, you go through tough times the offense isn't scoring many runs and, and sometimes the pitchers will try to do too much and I, I think for the Astros it doesn't look like they they've gotten to that point yet but it could uh, so while the Astros offense is struggling it seems like guys like Miley old enough and and mature enough and experienced enough to go out there and just continue uh, to pitch to his game plans. He's a different pitcher these days, uh, hasn't had much success against the New York Yankees in his career, but uh, I think he'll have a good one tonight. Masahiro Tanaka, he had a good one his last time out, the starter for the Yankees, coming off a two-hit shutout this past Monday against Tampa Bay. Tanaka, one of, one of the game's best when he's at when he's pitching well. Yeah, he's one of the game's best at throwing a first pitch strike. That's yep. number one. He's also one of the, the best at getting you to chase pitches just out of the zone. And I'm not talking about five, six inches out of the zone once he gets two strikes. He gets the ball an inch away from being a strike, and he's the master at that. One of the best command pitchers we've seen in a long, long time. Uh, he's had pretty good success against the Astros in his last four times. Uh, the Astros got to him a couple of times earlier uh, in his career, but uh, he's figured some things out this year, and number one is getting that first pitch strike. Keys to the game brought to you by Honda. Visit your local Greater Houston Honda dealers for great deals in all models. Official sponsor of the Houston Astros. Well, you look at the way the, the first couple of games of this series have gone here in New York as the Yankees hitting four home runs en route to their win on Thursday. Uh, a couple of more home runs in yesterday's ball game. And this is a tough Yankees team to keep in the ballpark, particularly when you're playing them here in New York. But it almost seems magnified. Uh, when the Yankees hit those home runs, especially those multi-run home runs with the way the Astros have been struggling to score. Yeah, we said this about the Astros lineup for a while now, but now getting a chance to see this Yankee lineup up close and personal and now with 
uh, getting their health back and getting everybody in there, it's relentless. I mean, this yep. team, you got to make a million of great pitches to get through them and might get through the lineup one time, but the next time you make one one mistake and, and if it follows a walk or something like that or just a, a single that seems harmless, then it becomes detrimental, especially, you know, and we keep talking about this, especially when your team is struggling offensively. Coming up next, we'll go into the coach's corner and hear from Astros pitching coach Brent Strom a little later. We'll hear from Astros outfielder Jake Marisnik, but now this from your local station. What's even easier than hitting a home run into the Crawford boxes? Deep to left field, and you can kiss that goodbye into the Landry's Crawford boxes. How about cracking open a delicious Crawford Bach? Carbox Crawford Bach pairs perfectly with peanuts, stadium dogs, and a good seventh-inning stretch. Plus, a portion of the proceeds from each beer goes to the Astros Foundation to support community initiatives. So root, root, root for the Astros with a cold Crawford Bach this season. Welcome back. Robert Ford joined by Astros pitching coach Brent Strom before the Astros take on the Yankees here in the Bronx. And you made your big league debut with the other team in the borough, or in the, in the five boroughs, the New York Mets in 1971. You were drafted by them and, and got to the big leagues uh, with New York. When you think about that time with those Mets teams you were on, that Mets team you were on in 71, I mean, those those are some really good teams, especially pitching-wise. Well, I came set. I remember I came set one day, the first guy got on base against me, and I, I looked over, and Willie Mays is playing first base, you know. So, uh, yeah, that was pretty special to be around those guys. Uh, uh, that winter I got traded to the Cleveland Indians, and I, I actually got my first win in the big leagues right here in Yankee Stadium, uh, beating the Yankees 3-1. to one. I think I beat Fritz Peterson. And I remember it wasn't one of your prototypical great Yankee teams. I think Horace Clark was one of their better players. Uh, sure. and, uh, and But it was a big thrill. I went nine innings. And uh, and so uh, coming back to this place is really special. Even though it's across the street and it's a different different ballpark, I know they've tried to bring a lot of the elements from old Yankee Stadium here. Does it still kind of remind you of the old ballpark? Yeah, the dugouts are a lot bigger. I know that. Yeah. Before they were small concrete bunkers. And, uh, and uh, it was... Um, but it was it was quite uh, quite interesting to come in here for the first time and see it. The Yankees, I, to their credit, they do things first class. Everything, our our clubhouse people, the uh, the way they treat you here, uh, uh, the front all, everything is first class with the Yankees. And uh, I, I kid people, I look at the paper plates that we eat our our post game meal on. It's better than the china I have at home to eat <laughs> off of. So I steal it once in a while, take it home. <laughs> you mentioned playing, being teammates with Willie Mays, and I mean one of the all time great players. Some would say the greatest player ever to play Major League Baseball. How well did you get to know Willie, and, and what do you remember about your time playing with him? Well, the biggest thing you're going to laugh. The biggest thing I remember is he made an error in my first game, which uh, uh, which cost me. I ended up pitching pretty well against the Expos. And uh, he, he made an error. I came out of the game 1-1, so I got no decision. But, you know, what I remember most about is gregariousness and, and just the way he carried himself. You know, I'm in a locker room here where you have Tom Seaver and Willie Mace, uh, two of the greatest of all time. Uh, and I think I wish I wouldn't have been in such awe of the, uh, of the whole surroundings. I might have been a better pitcher. Uh, but uh, eventually it, it, the game became a little bit easier. You know, when you're a young child and you're eight, nine years old dreaming of pitching in the big leagues, for example, when I went to Cleveland and, uh, and I'm on the mound in Boston and I got Yaskremski hitting, 
I flash back to the time I used to play my Stratomatic baseball games with Carl Ustremski being one of the players, and and now you're on the mound pitching against him. So it, it's kind of a kind of a surreal kind of experience, and and uh, when you get them out, you go, wow, I got them out. Yeah. You know, so uh, I can imagine what a Framber Valdez feels right now, or a jo- uh, Josh James, or any of the young guys that have been here. Yeah, even a Verlander, I'm sure the first time he ever pitched in Yankee Stadium was special. I'd imagine for most guys, the first time you ever play at Yankee Stadium, first time you ever play at Fenway Park, first time you ever play at Wrigley Field or things you never forget. Am I leaving any parks out or those those are the those are the one the big ones, right? Well, yeah, I think I think you could add uh, Tiger Stadium uh-huh. with their history, uh, the White Sox to some extent, some of the older ballparks that uh, that you, you go back to and see uh, uh, you can go back to uh, Minnesota in uh, Bloomington where Harmon Killebrew, I remember pitching yeah. to Harmon Killebrew. So, you know, I'm a big historian of baseball. I, I studied it. and I, The old, the older players, I, I, I valued what they did and where we are today. But I will tell you this right now. I, for, the, for the younger generation, please be appreciative of, of Mike Trout and be appreciative of, of what they're watching. Mike Trout might be the, the greatest player before it's all said and done to ever play this game. Uh, there's others here that are that are unbelievable. Verlander being an iconic throwback type player, Scherzer, these people. So it's a great game right now with with great, highly gifted athletes, faster, stronger, bigger than ever before. And uh, so I hope that the young younger generation starts to appreciate how good these players are. Do you ever sometimes wonder a guy like Willie Mays or Tom Seaver, as you mentioned, Pete Rose, guys like that who were great players in their era and had great careers, do you ever wonder how much better they could have been if they played now when the salaries were a little better, these guys can afford more personal training and can focus on baseball year-round, things like that? Yeah, of course. You know, it's, uh, you, know you always read the stories of the of the uh, Dizzy Deans uh, working all winter and yeah. uh, bailing hay and things like that for their for their strength workout. When you think about it, though, what they were doing is actually the same same type of work that they're doing now in the gym yeah. with all the different movements and stuff like that. It right. wasn't so much weightlifting, but they. Uh, but man, when you look back and you see 300 innings being pitched a year, yeah. 330, uh, 320, it, it's just crazy. And 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 Ripken playing uh, all those games in a row, and 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 Henry Aaron and and. And, and these guys, it just uh, shows that each era had its own special group of players. And uh, and I think I think it's difficult to, to compare eras. You know, everybody likes to think this guy's better than this guy. Well, you have to compare them to the eras that they're playing in. And the great ones of, of yesteryear would probably do quite well today. And the ones that we're playing today could do quite well back in the era. So, Brent Strom, Astros pitching coach. Thanks for joining us. My pleasure. 3-2. This ball's lifted down the right field line, slicing toward the corner. Long run for Stanton. This may go. See you later. Jake Marisnik goes yard, and the Astros are on the board. It's 6-1 to one, New York. Opposite field, home run. Well, it's just 314 down the line. That's good hitting right there. Marisnik going to the short porch. And Marisnik hits it high in the air and deep to left field. And you can kiss that one goodbye. Jake Marisnik's second home run of the game. And it is 10-5 Yankees. Marisnik with a pair and, and a moonshot to left field with plenty of backspin. And that's lined in the center field. Racing in is Marisnik. Headlong dive, and he caught it. Excellent play by Jake Marisnik. And that's blooped. Shallow center field. Marisnik headlong dive. He caught it again. Oh, my goodness. Jake Marisnik. Two diving catches in this inning. Two out. That is sick. Racing over Marisnik. Headlong dive. Did he catch it? 
Yes, he did. Outstanding play by Jake Marisnik, saving at least a run with a diving catch. Inning over. And that's lifted pretty deep to center field. Marisnik on his horse at the wall. Leaps, and he caught it. Jake Marisnik just took a home run. Inning over. That's grounded left side and through for a base hit. Hicks will score. Ellsbury around third. Here comes the throw to the plate by Marisnik. The tag by McCann, and it's inside. Tagged out to end the game. And the Astros hold on for the 3-2 victory. Jake Marisnik, the outfield assist. Welcome back to Astro Launch, everybody. This is Steve Sparks before the third game of this four-game series. Uh, with the New York Yankees, Jake Marisnik, uh, tonight's center fielder. Uh, what's it like playing here in New York? I know things aren't going exactly the way you guys want right now, uh, but as Lance McCullers eases in, uh, Lance wants to make say something it, it, uh, just for you, Jake. I think uh, Jake's looking real good up there. His pants are nice, fitting him nice and tight, um, but he's got to hurry with this interview to be a pluck. So the, you guys are playing cards right after this interview? Yeah, we're going to play a little cards. So you're looking at your watch as we're talking right now. How long do these card games go? Um, I mean, if we're playing with Lance, it, it, I'll beat him in probably five, ten minutes. What's the game you guys play? Uh, we play pluck. You do? You play yeah, pluck? pluck? We play hearts, pluck, spades. Same thing on the planes? Yeah. Uh, money games or, or no money games? Uh, depends. Depends who, who, who's in there. <laughs> is, is there an, a varsity game and a JV game? Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, yeah, normally Lance is in the JV game, but we'll let him step up today. So... Back in the day, the, the varsity game was the, the big hitters, the guys that were playing for more money. And then the, the JV game was like the the dollar pot, you know, and, and just a little bit of raking in. But uh, you guys consider the varsity and the JV game by level of player? Um, yeah, just skill level. Uh, I mean, <laughs> it's all good fun. Uh, we, we all have a good time with it. In the offseason, you ever go to Vegas? Um, yeah, every once in a while. What's it like? I mean, what, what games do you like to play? Is it is it mostly cards? Uh, I mean, I just go out there to hang out for the most part. We have yeah. some good times. Go to the shows. Check those out. Have you ever been to a Broadway show? Uh, no, I haven't. Actually. You never have in New York on an off on an off day here. Nope, haven't haven't been to one. That's that's something I need to do though. Definitely. Yeah. Well, what about the off season? Where are you spending most of your off seasons now? Are you spending a lot of it in Houston. Uh, yeah, back and forth. I go, I go out to California and see my family and then uh, back to Houston, see the guys, work out with some of the guys out here. Best trip you've taken so far? Vacation time after a season, uh, where's, what's the best trip you've taken so far? Um, nothing too crazy. I, I like to go. I go down to like Cabo or go out to the Bahamas or something like that. Uh, my, my grandparents have a, have a river house out in Arizona that I go out to quite a bit. That's kind of my, my sanctuary after the season. Is it like in the winter? Is is it up in the mountains, or is it warm weather in the winter? Uh, it's warm till till around Thanksgiving, and it starts to cool down a little bit out there. But it's, I mean, good for golf and yeah. all that hanging out. Okay, you guys are in the midst of something you guys haven't done in a while, and that's have a not a lengthy uh, losing streak, but you guys have lost a few in a row, different fashions. What's it like in the clubhouse? Because you guys aren't used to this. But there's no panic with this team at all, is there? Uh, I mean, you look around this clubhouse, and, and uh, we're, we're a little banged up, but we still got we got some great players running around on the field out there, and uh, we got guys coming back. So um, I don't think there's there's much panic. Obviously, we don't enjoy enjoy losing. This really sucks right now, but um, I mean, over the course of 162, I think we're, we're going to be all right. 
Think back to, to maybe just a few years ago and your routine to get ready for a given day, to get ready for a game. How much has it changed since maybe three years ago? Uh, I mean, it's changed a ton. Uh, just the preparation. Um, I mean, we've we've been together long enough and kind of helped each other out, kind of develop routines. And um, I mean, you can look at a guy like Alex Bregman when he first came up and, and his routine now. Uh, I'm the same way. We've kind of grown off each other and, and other players here have um, taken different parts of everybody's routine. So um, I think if you look at it, we, a lot of us have similar routines at this point. We've been together for so long. It, it, was it kind of cool to have a, a Brian McCann and a Carlos Beltran, those guys kind of filter in and out of this clubhouse so you can pick something from each guy? Oh, yeah, those guys, I mean, they have so much knowledge on them, and uh, they've been around the game so long. And, and, if, and, I mean, they're taking knowledge from guys they played with back in the day. Um, so to be able to kind of just have, have that much information coming through here has been huge for us. Would you rather hit two home runs in a game or make a game-saving catch over the wall to, to win a game? What about one of each? What about what about hitting the homer and then robbing one? So you'll take both. Do them tonight, all right? Do them tonight. After this interview, this is gonna this is gonna be your night. It sounds good. I'm looking forward to it. Let's get something rolling. All right, Jake Marisnik, thanks a lot for catching up. Yep, thanks, Sparky. There comes a time in everyone's life when talk is cheap and it's time to show up. To get back to the top and build a legacy. If we grind together, we can take it back. Our team and our city. This is why we play. This is who we do it for. Take it back. For tickets, go to astros.com slash tickets or call 1-877-9ASTROS.